It's just gonna be a test run. So okay. you're good. Yeah. I'm just gonna Wait, no, you have to speak to him. No. Oh, so you course. can like figure out your your flow. Alright. My flow? Like just figure out what volume you wanna Oh like just keep speaking it would just and be like, just this. like Okay. I feel, like, I feel like this would be a good Voice. volume, but like to me this is loud, but like I know to mm -hmm. everyone else it's not. Okay. But to me, this is me like raising my voice. Oh shit! So go yeah. back to the neutral. Go back to the neutral. Or whatever you usually speak like. Like this? Yeah. Is it better? All right, we'll see. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry is the chemistry, on point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ten Years and Counting podcast. Today I have Christopher on the show. Hello. And we're going to be talking about interdependence relationships. Mm -hmm. It's that middle between codependent, which you have experience with. Too much experience with. I right. don't like it. <laughs> and then in independence, which has been my 12 years. You see? Yeah. So, and we're going to find, we're going to put that together and find a good middle. We need a good relationship. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start off with the definition of interdependence. Yes. Which is... Um, Partners recognize and value the importance of the emotional bond they share while maintaining a solid sense of self. That's really, really important because the way I view interdependence is basically, you know, you have two people mm -hmm. or more, depending on, you know, but usually you right, have two right, people. Right. But to me, one plus one equals three. Right. It's <laughs> you both as individuals, mm -hmm. one and one, and then you as a unit. So. You have to, to know how to separate that. Right. I think that makes sense. Uh, and and it's, I, I don't like using celebrities as an example, because, you know, they usually end up divorced. But <laughs> no, but it's always interesting, because think of it that way. You know, they each have, like, their own specific lives beforehand. But I feel like it's when they get together, they don't really know how to figure out that third part. Because yeah. they're used to being themselves as, you know, specific. Oh, shit, what was that? That was my watch. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you're saying Jennifer Lopez? Yes, Jennifer Lopez. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's sort of like, yes, people can be married for a couple of years and then get divorced, and I think it's just because it's also they don't, you know, sometimes they either focus too much on the relationship and not enough about themselves, or yes. people end up doing focusing too much on themselves and then yeah. not the relationship. Yeah. Um, one celebrity couple that you can kind of give credit to. Jay-Z and Beyonce. I feel like they've struck a good balance between their careers. Jay-Z is a billionaire now. Beyonce yeah. is like, you know, Hall of Fame music material. Right. But then they also have their, you know, their unit. So right. They, they have their own things going on, but then collectively, you know, they got a little family going on, mother and father, they're a power <laughs> couple, you know? <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. And then the fact that they even have time to do Make so babies, much. right? Yeah, make babies. No. <laughs> take care of babies. Yeah, and then take care of businesses. Yes, and perform for people. Still yeah. have a yeah. They do a lot, right? But I can't think of any other couple besides them that has successfully pulled that off. Mm. There's probably other ones, but we don't know. But then it's, they're just not divorced yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another aspect of it. It's not really a definition. It's just more of more of an explanation where it says recognizing the value of vulnerability. Yeah. That and that's important. really interesting because that's pretty much something I've been, that's been like the, if I have to 
categorize what my year of self-growth is about mm. is vulnerability because obviously I've been single for a while hence the name of the you know a little the podcast while. yeah a little while a little while but one of the things I never really did throughout like all of my dating was really open up yeah so it would make sense when someone says hey I don't really feel a connection here like I don't get what you mean it's like it makes sense when I think about it now because I'm not really trying to engage in an actual vulnerable conversation yeah I mean, I mean when you're in that kind of state of mind a lot of things end up being just surface level and that's not really good for the growth of the relationship right. and one thing I've learned because I've been single for eight months and counting <coughs> cheap plug <laughs> cheap but plug. I've been single for eight months and counting but right. um, a lot of the reason why I mean there were different factors and you know but I feel like a lot of the reason why the relationship failed ultimately was because I couldn't open up mm. and because of that you know I, I guess a lot of it was, was I was just afraid to be vulnerable right. overall um, with a lot of personal feelings that I had and things that I was going through in my own mind and emotionally and I couldn't really share that um, I can't really tell whether or not it was out of fear of being judged or um, you know she was somebody that held me in high regard so I, I guess in a sense I, was, I didn't want to come off that pedestal right and it's also and it's probably not perfectionism it's probably a little bit of that mm -hmm. but yeah when someone like views you a specific way it's you sort of don't want to get rid of that yeah and it's always interesting because I was even I was reading this book about like perfectionism and like how like difficult it is mm. because one of the things is that you assume that people either care or love you because of this level of perfectionism you assume you have yeah but that's never really the case but when you're someone who is used to being or like the way your mind Mm -hmm. thinks about that is like yeah no I'm not gonna tell them about how my shitty day went because I'm used to being always the fun person or the yeah. happy person so so then I go up and be like hey I'm going through shit it's like wait oh okay I feel, I feel like there's a good balance though because there's there's ways where you can still tell them about your shitty day right without projecting those negative emotions onto them mm -hmm. and that's something that, that that same person that I was with and I struggled with because I'd have a really shitty day and I would tell her something like, you know, had a bad day at work, you know, members are crazy or this happened, whatever. But I'm just kind of uh, openly just like recapping the day yeah. as opposed to just projecting those emotions onto her. But if she has a bad day at work or a bad day when, you know, she was in class uh, in college, uh, she would kind of just go on these rants and just like project all those negative emotions onto me. and, and would just be really moody and, and almost to the point where you feel like you have to walk on eggshells mm -hmm. and it's like pretty annoying. Right. Did you guys ever create like emotional intimacy? Because you know there's a like I, I feel like when people think intimacy they think they, you know like sex, sex exactly yeah. and that's not really you know it's like more the emotional aspect of you guys are able to openly talk about all of that earlier on you sort of like set the you know the expectations like for the rest of the relationship but I always feel like a lot of times people talk about that their boyfriends don't open up but then mm -hmm. I'm like I'm curious like how much closed I am compared to other <laughs> people because people are like you know like dates have been like two or three dates and it's like yeah I don't really 
know where this is going. It's like, shit, I must be in really private compared to other men where like, you know, like yeah. people always, I, I mean, and I'm not gonna say everyone, but like a lot of women have told me like, hey, you know, like, yeah, we don't really communicate this way. And you know, I was like, yeah, but you guys are still in a relationship. So what are they doing right then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think like a lot of that comes down to people being used to each other. Mm, um, okay. At least when it's long term. Right. But with, with um, me and my ex, um, we did we did create a lot of emotional uh, intimacy, and there was a lot of open communication. Um, I would say particularly when there were, you know, bumps in the road. Right. But at the same time, there were just sometimes where we would just be talking, and and you know, we would kind of get lost in conversation. And and before I knew it, I'm over here opening up like a book, and she's kind of picking my brain, and, or and just kind of giving me the floor to just express how I feel. Right. Um, I was still kind of conscious of the things I would say because, again, the, the whole perfectionist thing that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you also deflect. Uh, how so? How, what do you mean? Like changing the conversation. No. Really? I, I would try to stay on track with that because I, okay. I, I don't like deflection. Okay. So I, I would try to stay on track with that. Um, I'm mostly I'm just an expert at it. That's why I was like curious. No, don't get me wrong. Like, I can deflect, but right. when when I'm in a relationship, I'm less likely to deflect than when I'm getting to know somebody. Mm, okay, now, that if makes I'm sense. getting to know somebody, if I'm on like a first second date, they don't need to know nothing about me. Right. Like I'm, I'm a mystery <laughs> to them. No. Exactly. Yeah, I like baseball. Cool. What about you? And then just. Yeah. yeah you just it's pretty much just surface level conversations yeah right or, or, or even like you know because I like to pick their brains right but they don't need to know about me so I'm, I'm selfish <laughs> in that way because like uh, for instance on the first date uh, not too long ago this girl and I were at this bar and we met through hinge mm. and she goes all right so so you know what are you doing on hinge and then oh. I made a joke to oh, you know shit. as a way of deflection that I right. told her um I forgot how to put it I put Oh, um, I'm on Hinge because they kicked me off a of grinder. <laughs> so then, like, she laughs, I laugh, and everything. And then right away, I'm like, "All right, so what about you?" Yes. And she gets into that the whole so why she's single and everything. <laughs> and then she yes. forgot about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think either she forgot about or she didn't yeah. want to feel like she was interrogating me. Right. So she was just like, you know, telling me about why she's, you know, what happened in her last relationship, and then like that's why she signed up for Hinge. <laughs> and we just kept going from there, and it was a great day. Right. That's awesome. Never saw her again. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> no, and it was really interesting because I, I want to like move to something else, but I do want to mention, I remember one of the hardest things I had to answer, especially like around the year, like let's say, let's say, geez, five to eight. Yeah. I'm just making up a range. Um, people would always ask, oh, like, why are you on, you know, this app? And I was like, I honestly don't know mm. and one of the ways I tried to not just say I don't know because that just sounds like okay well I was like uh, my goal is to sort of like you know meet someone get to know them mm. see where it goes yeah but the funny part is when I said how about you they always said same I hate that I hate that right Th that means they're just not good at conversation and they're just gonna volley off of whatever you say right so it's funny, I sh you know, the next time it should have happened, I should have said, I'm just looking for a one-night stand. How about you? 
Yeah. Same? Same? Same. (laughs) (laughs) But it was interesting because my friend, he was on Coffee Meets Bagel and he was like talking to someone and she asked him the same question. I was like, hey, how should I answer? It's like, all right, first off, what are you looking for? Like, yeah. like honestly, before you answer it to her, answer yeah, you it can to tell me. me. Yeah. And I told him, it's like, well, fine. If you don't, the easiest way for me to answer this is, it's sort of like how I do on Tinder now. Yeah. I put casually looking for something serious. Okay. But. Wait, is that an option on, t- on Tinder? No, no, no. It's just on my profile. It? It's on okay. my profile. Okay. I say that jokingly, but also it's a great way. Sense, it's also a great way of weeding out the people as well. That makes sense, though. If you put that out there and people are so willing to talk, it's like, one, if you don't know this, you clearly didn't read the profile. <laughs> but I told them the easiest way to answer is like, look, just tell her long term, I'm looking for a relationship. But short term, I'm just trying to figure things out and see where that goes. Yeah. Which is a fair way of answering it. It's not saying you're not opposed to a relationship, but yeah. you're not rushing into one either. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I would say to those questions, because I would get that question, obviously, all the time. Right. And I would kind of tell them, because at the time, like in the beginning, when I first restarted doing online dating, I was kind of open about the fact that like I wasn't exactly looking for a relationship in the moment, but mm-hmm. if I was serious enough about somebody and like it grew enough, then I would be open to it. Right. But I think people took that as, you know, it, 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 was, it was either you love it or you hate that answer because right. people would like it because they didn't feel pressured, you know, because they, they were so used to people you know, I would say two months into it, talking about like, oh, like, well, so we're a thing now, right? Or like right. people kind of rushing into things. Mm-hmm. So some people were cool with kind of pacing it that way. But then others just saw it as, oh, so he's just trying to fuck. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but I mean, I'm open to that, but like, that's not really what I mean by that, though. Yeah. I'm just trying to be honest. Right, exactly. It, it's, it's like a... You're damned if you do, and you damned if you don't. Yeah. Like, either way, it's sort of like, your honesty sort of goes either way, but honestly, at the end of the day, think of it this way. If you just, you're upfront with what it is that you're looking for, yeah. what your non-negotiables are, yep. someone says no, and it's like, then I don't see why that's a problem. Yeah, because either they're with it or they're not. Right. And if not, we can be friends. Right. And if you're with it, then we can do whatever it is we do until we figure out which way this is going to go. Right. It's really interesting. So twice this year, and it was funny because this person was asking me if I ever talk about dates on my podcast. So if she doesn't listen to this, then oh well, she won't know. She'll never know. Does she know the name? I don't know if she knows the name of the podcast. So, but like I, I, I don't use names anyways. So you have a nickname for? Her? Yeah, we'll call her Teacher. Teacher. And then also Australia. Can we call her Miss Frizzle? Miss Frizzle. Sure, we're going Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle and Crocky. Crocky. Yeah. Cro- <laughs> You know, from oh come on, dude. All the crocodile. Yeah, come on, dude. You mean crikey? <laughs> Whatever. Crikey. <laughs> we'll go. All right. Anyways, so we with. I'm gonna just say Australia. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so with Australia, we went out. Let's say we went on dates for about like let's say two-ish months. Okay. And then teacher was like a month. Got it. But one of the things I started doing was sort of implementing. Bringing up deal breakers. Yeah. Subtly or just like? Oh, easy. I'll I'll break it down. Cool. On my profile, it says I have a podcast. They say, oh, so what's your podcast about? Dating and relationship topics. 
oh, that's really interesting. What are some interesting episodes you had? Well, the most listened to one is Deal Breakers. It's like, oh, that's really cool. What are you doing? And then she'll just ask, what are my Deal Breakers? And I'll just lay them out. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, specifically, I... And it's funny, because I remember I said one of them was kids. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a long-term deal breaker, but if you're looking for a relationship, then it's okay if you cut it off. Yeah. I gave them the option of like, look, this is something I'm actually, I've spoken about clearly. People still don't understand or get it or try to like, hmm, I need to know more information. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's like, I don't need to explain why I don't want something. Yeah. So... So anyways, yeah, and those two, you know, those never really ended up going anywhere mm-hmm. because of that. But I don't really feel shitty about it because I was willing to have an honest conversation about, hey, these are specific things that I don't really want. If these are things that you're striving for, then I don't want to feel like I'm holding you back from whatever yeah. goal you're looking for. No matter what, at the end of the day, if you stay together, with these opposing views, mm-hmm. let's say, make it a couple of years and you make it, you know, right. y'all are going long term, then it gets to a point where you're going to come to a crossroads and be like, okay, so I, I knew you didn't want kids, you knew I did, what do we do Right, now? exactly. And if you have kids, you're probably going to resent her. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have kids, she's going to resent you. Right. So at the end of the day, someone's going to be resented. Right. Not fun. Yeah. But maybe, now that you mentioned that, you said you don't have to explain why you don't want kids, but maybe that's their way of kind of getting you to be vulnerable. Mm, damn. I didn't... Because then they might think there's some kind of underlying reason <laughs> from, like, your childhood Psycho or whatever the case may be. the shit out of me. That's how it is. I'm an only child. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they need to know. Right, exactly. That, that's a lot of... That's the most vulnerability I'm willing to give. See, if she's going to ask you that and she already knows that you're an only child, then she's right. not listening. Like, right. you're not listening. Ooh. I just told you I was an I only child. I just told you. It's really... And, um, you've watched Shrek, right? A long time ago. Okay. I haven't seen the second one. I haven't seen the second one? I can't remember. Yeah, I think those are like the two best ones. Uh, I, mean, I didn't see three or four. I don't did, remember that shit. Did, they, they, uh, did Shrek turn human in the first one or the second one? I don't fucking remember. I think it was the second one, possibly. I think so, did too. Did he? I don't remember. Anyways... Uh, but you had a point to this. Right, yeah, yeah. So I was doing like this Break the Stigma challenge. It was mm-hmm. about like mental health, talking about depression and everything on Instagram. And I remember one of the examples I used was Shrek talks about in, in the movie. It's like, <laughs> you know, ogres are like onions, you know, there's different layers. Yeah. And I felt like that's the way I like to talk about how I open up to people. Yeah. People, I would say like honestly, most of my male friends are only like probably like three or four layers in. Yeah. Maybe even like two or three, but like my female friends are like 10 or 12 layers. Like they know a lot. Like I've been willing to open up with them a lot more. But I feel like when I'm on dates, I barely, I let a little bit of the layer come yeah. out. Like just the peel. I never yeah. go a full layer. And it's just, just a tootsie pop. And right. Everlasting gobstoppers. Ah, damn. That's enough. That's a good reference. See? Keep that in mind. How many lips? But it was interesting. I want to shift back to the interdependence. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So we talked about the recognizing. No, I I know where we are. So we talked about recognizing the value of vulnerability. Yeah. Which we could use the, look, we can bring it back with the the onions. Yeah, onions are important. Right. Uh, Exactly. And then creating the emotional intimacy. 
onions. That, oh, onions. shit. Then the last part is valuing, valuing self, sense of self that allows them and their partner to be themselves without compromising who they are and their values. Yes. And it can be really hard, speaking from experience, to learn that when you're in the middle of a, of a relationship. Right. Because I could say I've been in three, I've been in love three times. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, in long-term relationships with three different women. Um, first two, there was a lot of codependency going on. Right. Um, so if it's the middle of the day and we're like, you know, why haven't you texted me? Like, you know, or you haven't called me today or like it's been two hours since you responded to me. Did you get my text? Like things like that, you know, and that was going both ways. And I would say the first half of my last relationship, I was with this girl for four years. And the first two years, I would say were, were that way, but not even like in a, a way that was like totally toxic. I mean, there are toxic elements to it. Um, but we, you know, we, it was manageable for sure. But the last half of it is when I started becoming a lot more self-aware of these behaviors yeah. and just kind of making moves to grow out of them. Right. And she wasn't at that level yet. I, I, would, I wouldn't even say at that level yet. She just wasn't in that mindset yet because um, I mean, she grew up that way. And it was also her first, uh, I guess, serious relationship that she's ever mm-hmm. been in. So she just thought that's how it was. And we were also five years, uh, there was a five year difference in age also. I was five mm-hmm. years older than her too. Right. So, you know, me at 25 was a lot like her at 25. So, right. you know. That does make sense too. And it's always interesting because I feel a lot of when we get into codependency comes from how possibly like parents acted with each other it was sort of you know like especially with like Latino families yep. I'm pretty sure like I'm not gonna say specifically but it's my, my experience yeah. it's like what I could only go base off of yeah, same. Um, and you know there's a lot of times where like women are expected to like you know and we could use this as a way in getting into like the love languages where it's just like you know your acts of service so it's sort of you know like I'm gonna do you know I'm gonna cook dinner and yeah. wash dishes and give her a massage yeah and this is how yeah and this is how I show my love yeah but there's those make complete sense Mm -hmm. but it becomes toxic when it's sort of like an expectation of like reciprocation or it's like hey so you know I've put in here are my receipts yeah I made dinner let's see five times this week and I washed the dishes six you know like it's it's emotional tax return right exactly holy (laughs) shit yeah that's literally what it is it's emotional tax return it's like okay dinner okay massage head okay now what are you doing for me right and that's sort of I'm gonna go back a bit and when it comes to I feel like and that's the issue because there's a lot of compromising Mm -hmm. but not like in a good way yeah so saying that allowing you know like myself and whoever like that partner is going to be we have that separation where there's not an issue if you do something yeah like go ahead and do it you're your own person yeah and then we'll have like time for ourselves it's really interesting because i know we were talking about um open relationships yep about beforehand uh, and it's really interesting because that's sort of like how open relationships usually work. You sort of understand that you two are technically still 
a relationship, but you said, you know, not like setting boundaries, but in a way you are. It's yeah. sort of like, hey, this is sort of what we want from this relationship. Mm -hmm. These are the rules we're gonna set or expectations or, yeah. and that makes sense. And it, it's always weird because people always want to like look down on open relationships. But like, if you think of it that way, it's, It's sort of like sometimes with religion in a way, right? Like, I understand that there's this entire culture of how closed, you know, like regular monogamous relationships work. It's mm -hmm. like, I get it. It's like, you can always give me the positives of monogamous, but can we also mention that there's a lot of fucking divorces too? Yeah. So you're trying to say that I need to get married twice to figure out my... <laughs> yeah. If half of people get divorced, and so it's like, mm, so the first one is just like a trial. I'm just gonna yeah, it's just a figure trial this out. Yeah, yeah. Figure out how marriage works before... Yeah, exactly, you know, I meet, yeah, yeah. I meet my actual soulmate. Right, exactly, so, <laughs> the second soulmate, yeah, yeah, or the third one, I but don't know. These days, you can meet them both at the same time. Ah, you see? There you and go. It's like kind of going off what you said about, you know, the religion aspect of it. That's really where everything is rooted from is, is the whole religion aspect because, you know, man mm -hmm. and wife and, and, you know, or man and man, wife and wife. But our culture is kind of built on that and because of that we have monogamous relationships and marriage and everything. And then even now it's a little bit different because we're in a time where divorce is, is normal, which is a scary thing, but mm -hmm. back like when my you know, our parents were our age. Yeah. You know, if you're married, that's it. Yep. You're stuck. Right. You know, so choose wisely. Right. But these days, it, it's weird because like now you have more options. Right. Um, more humans in the world. More humans in the world too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of yeah. But um, when it comes to even open relationships, that takes more communication, if anything, for it to work than right. I feel like a monogamous relationship would. Or at the very least, I feel like people are more willing to communicate because without it, it's, n it's just not going to work, period. Right, but it's also because, like, like, like we were talking about before, if you, like, talk in, like, with the love languages, which is the acts of service, the, the ones I really want to touch upon, and, like, physical touch, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts, yeah. it's sort of... I feel like those four out of the five, I'm leaving the last one because I feel like it's the best one, in my opinion, which is... So, like, with physical touch, it's like, hey, you know, sometimes people, especially early on in relationships, like, you know, they feel like sex is, like, the sort of dictates how this relationship may go. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, like, shit, we need to have sex at least this amount of times a, yeah. a week or whatever or a month. schedule it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Get that schedule in. No, no. Schedule is when you don't have a lot of... You oh, need to, so like, yeah, right, right, right. Yep. So... Uh, <laughs> words of affirmation is like if someone isn't telling you I love you or something that yeah. doesn't that equates to they don't love you then I because you know but some people if they don't say it they use the acts of service and then it's the same thing with like receiving gifts if you like like giving people gifts and yeah. you never receive any it's like and some people lean more with more one way than the other and if those don't match up you know because if you have two people that are very much about words of affirmation that can translate really well but if you have one person that's all about words of affirmation and then the one that is more in tune with physical touch then things can kind of get lost in translation there They're right like okay you're doing all this but like and I think told it's me you love me all day right and, it, and it's never just that it's always like and, and like and I feel like that happens a lot 
not only as in a relationship but also with like parents and kids mm -hmm. it's like this and, and I feel like that's where people start learning codependency at the end of the day yeah. it's it's like this hey you know I do all of this for you and you don't appreciate it so that equals you don't love me yeah like that oh, oh okay I'm I, and it's weird because was oh, that coming from the parents or the kid? That's definitely coming from the, if the <laughs> kid. Says that that's good. <laughs> no, but you know that's always interesting because then you always realize that the roles reversed when that when they get older. Yeah, and it's because that's sort of like what was like set upon in the beginning. It's yeah. sort of, you know, I did all of this. It's you know, and then I my sometimes reply was like, well, I didn't ask to be here. That's yeah, you, you put me here. You put me here, so. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> Talk to your husband. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tell him to do more stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's a lot of that, and and it's interesting because before we like before we delve more into like codependency, I want to make another shift. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shifting going on here. I told you. I warned you. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's sort of my job to figure out how to balance all of this. Yes. But I do want to talk about independence a little bit. Yes because I want to get to the last love language, which is quality time. Yeah. And I feel like that one I always relate to the most because I'm someone who is always independent. And one of the things that I was reading in this article, I'll put the article on the, I don't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the description and you guys can yeah. read it yourselves. Um, but one of the things they were talking about was, well, that's, oh, that very, very, very wellmind.com. Yep. Well, either way, I'm going to put the, Article, yeah, yeah. so you guys could read it as well, because that's sort of like how we're, how this pretty much was set up. It's the foundation. It is the foundation of the relationship of the episode. Exactly. Wow. No, but so we're growing up, we're taught to be independent. You know, like not depend on someone else, but yeah. we're technically dependent on our parents because we're kids and we don't really know how to move around the world. Yeah, we're new. Yeah. And one of the things it mentioned was this can get in the way of us being able to connect emotionally with others in a meaningful way. And that makes a lot of sense because growing up, it was, you know, it was like just me and my parents. And even when they were going through like their divorce, I was someone who always, I didn't really talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was until, honestly speaking, until I was 21 when I was first going through my first cycle of being depressed mm -hmm. when I actually connected with someone emotionally. Mm. So, and it wasn't even a relationship. It was, I had a relationship when mm. I was 18. Yeah. I don't feel that was anywhere near being, as we mentioned, emotionally intimate, being vulnerable or, okay, I definitely valued sense of self, but mm. not as much with like meaning I was my own person and yeah. so was she, but we didn't work on the third part, which was yeah. relationship. And yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense, like why it took 21 years, but it was an emotional breakdown mm -hmm. to go to my best friend. It's like, hey, I'm feeling like shit. I don't know. I'm thinking of cutting. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. like, and it's like, that's a lot for someone else to take, but knowing yeah. that they were really easy to open, you know, like just not be judgmental yeah. was like the sliver of little hope where I was like maybe I can open up to people yeah because I, I, I didn't completely right away it took another nine years for me to go to like full-on therapy yeah. to like deal with it but still having that one little nugget of hope to like emotionally yeah because when you when you're getting to know someone on that kind of level 
you know, over time, as you start to trust them more and more and they get to know more and more of you, it's almost like them peeking in and they right. kind of, you know, read between the lines a little bit here and there. But once you actually, I guess, are, are fully transparent with something like that, then, I mean, it can be a lot for some people, but if right. you, know, you pick and choose who you do that with, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of us are very careful about who we open up to and right. what exactly we're telling. And I think that's interesting because even like going into like, what's today? We won't use dates. It's almost September. It's it's, it's uh, late summer. Okay, it's late <laughs> summer. <laughs> so August first. I mean September first is yep. the twelve year like. Yeah, it's the twelve year anniversary. Yeah, the twelve year anniversary. Yes, yeah. of being pass and go. Yes, not in a yes, and I'll collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's just because I get paid. But like that's nothing <laughs> more than two hundred. But like no, anyways. Um, so. And it was interesting because my friend thought it was really interesting that I continued counting mm -hmm. that date, even though technically I've been in a friends with benefits, whatever you want to call it, yeah. like relationship. But it's not really the same in my opinion. We, um. we, then I mean, we dated for like seven, eight months, which is technically yeah. still longer than the actual monogamous relationship I was in at eighteen. Yeah, but. It was interesting because, like, either way, I felt like that was really simple because mm. we were both selfish. Yeah. Meaning, well, not the relationship, but the friends with benefits yeah. because we had pretty much was like, hey, we gave ourselves our space to be ourselves, but we gave like whatever weekends. It's like, all right, cool. So, hey, do you want to come over on Friday? It's like, yeah, and then I'll stay over until Sunday and then, yeah. and then leave and we'll still text. Mm. But we clearly either dated other people I don't I'm pretty sure she did I know I did yeah but we we set the boundaries like this yeah. is what it is and this is well, the only thing it's gonna be so this is something that you established you, you, right you basically were transparent you're like hey listen like you know this isn't gonna be a long-term kind of mm -hmm. I to even explain because it is long-term kind of but we we have an end yeah we have a known end and it's i mean most relationships do but we're not going to get into like the technicalities that yeah. death happens so that's an end but you know yeah, what i mean like yeah, there's a there's a and this started in january it's like we're not going to get to the next january if we do be yeah. surprised i'll be surprised if we do but it's like we know until we find someone that we're looking for that and that's fine and Honestly, because of that, I always was looking for that again. Yeah. And that was like the biggest issue was like, I, I got comfortable in that, you know, situation. Yeah. It's like, cool, you know, like, yeah, we, it's easy when you don't have to be emotionally vulnerable to someone because yeah. they're not as well. Exactly. And we're just here for sex and yeah. then we'll watch a movie, go grab ice cream, dinner, whatever the fuck it was. But yeah. at the end of the day, you, you basically just... Get yeah, it was just physical. Yeah, you yeah. get all the benefits without any of the responsibility, really. Right. And and for a lot of people who don't like to be vulnerable, they still like the sense of companionship. Right. You know, because nobody wants to be alone at the end of the mm -hmm. day. So, I mean, I know I don't, but right. I do like that sense of companionship, and I've had that before too, similarly, not for that long, but um, there was a couple month period where I was, you know, seeing somebody, and we would literally just like hit each other up and say. What are you doing tomorrow? Let's hang out. Let's you know like, grab some food or you know. Right. And it was a, a similar situation, but we didn't have any of the responsibility, and there was that open 
dialogue about, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just came out of one, but I enjoy a friendship. Right. And then um, I kind of held that part in my back pocket too. It was like a, a little ace in the hole because I'm so used to, like that, that it, it's so hard to find. And I'm so used to that turning into people being like, oh, well, you know, so what is this now? And I'm like, right. you know, uh, you gotta explain yourself. Yeah. But I was prepared just to tell her, you know what? I like our friendship the way it is. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's true too. Like, right. I actually did, but I mean, that's just a nice way of putting it. You know, a nice way of just saying I don't want to date you long term. Right. But I actually meant it. Like, you know, I, I like our friendship the way it is. Like, you know, there's no pressure involved in it. Exactly. And I think that's why at the same time is I've also, and I think that's an issue with not only being extremely independent mm-hmm. with, I remember there was this one meme or quote, whatever it was, and it says, it's really hard to date someone who's been single for a while because they're so used to their comfortability and until they feel that it's more like it's not that they need you it's that they actually want to be with you yeah. at that point it's never a, like for me like, and it's always interesting I always see profiles like like the descriptions like hey like what what am I looking for and it's always like you know someone to go on you know you travel, travel with, with. It's like, I travel by myself all the time. Yeah. I don't need someone to do that. It's Don't get me wrong. I get it. Like, traveling by yourself can get, like, lonely or whatever. It's like, yeah, it'd be nice to have someone to travel with. Yeah. But don't make that your goal. Yeah, like, like they, they basically want a codependent relationship. Right. Like, that's literally what they're saying without saying it. I want a codependent relationship. Right. I want somebody to travel with. They'll, they'll use terms like, you know, I'm looking for my other half. Mm. Which is implying that you're not a complete person until with, you find that. Yeah, person. until you right. until you find the other person. No, you should know how to be a complete person, how to have your own identity, how to be yourself, mm-hmm. how to be you. Right. And know that you're not you're not any less of a person with or without someone else or mm-hmm. whoever you're with. Damn, I guess my friend is right. I think I am eighty. <laughs> 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 like I've just. I just skipped all like relationships and marriage, and I'm already just retired, just like chilling. At least you skipped the midlife crisis, though. Oh no, I'm still in the quarter right now, but oh, we're good. Shit. Yeah, no, it's fine. Well, <laughs> no motorcycle then. Yeah, no, no, not yet. No, no, that, that'll be that'll be at forty. Mm-hmm. Excited. No, but yeah, and 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 I think that's the interesting thing because even the fact that I travel by myself, I go to the movies by myself, I do a lot of things on my own. Mm. So it's always interesting because I'm so used to doing so much without other people. Mm. I actually value my alone time maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. Where I remember on Sunday, I was gonna go on a date and I was like, I, I was a low-key thinking, it's like, yeah, I wanna finish some Mindhunter. I hope she cancels. <laughs> like, I'm le- legit more interested in someone saying, hey, yeah, I'm busy. It's like, it's okay. God. All right, let's watch some Mindhunter. Yeah, because you're so used to having your, your you time that yeah. it might feel like they're intruding. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like the understanding that it's a good thing to be independent, but you don't also want to get to the 12 years in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, yeah. counting level of independence, which is sort of easy to acknowledge looking at it. Yeah. But now trying to figure out how do I bring eventually someone in without it seeming like it's oh no i i want them to be here i don't yeah. i don't want to feel like they're taking up space in my life you get a shiba inu oh that's you, the, you get a shiba yes i want a 
Shiba. They're low key. They're chill. Mm. They're, they're not in the way. They're not loud. Damn, you you solved the problem right See? there. <laughs> <laughs> best friend. <laughs> nope. No, but uh, on a serious note, I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, getting to the twelve year mark, that's like a big thing. But at the same time, or at least the the good thing is, you're still young. Right. So it's good that you've had all these years to <laughs> to kind of get that out the way, right. as opposed to. Doing that when you're 40. Yeah, and then by the time I, I, you I didn't waste my, my 40s. I, I just wasted my 20s. But this is really not a waste because at the end of the day, your no. 20s should be the time that you exactly. explore. Yeah, and, do your and shit. you know, you don't want to waste your 30s. Ooh. You want to build that foundation in your right, 30s. Right, right. Damn, that's, one, that's one year. Even, no, I'm, I'm getting there. It's a, even even yeah. your 40s is kind of pushing. Okay. You can still do it in your 40s, but don't. Don't be the George Clooney. I don't have the money to be George Clooney. I mean, unless, you're, Jeter. unless you're Batman. I'm not Batman. Yeah, so, no. I'm no. Batman. <laughs> no. Unless you have a bat suit with nipples in the closet, then no. you don't. No, I just have nipples and that's it. See, not enough. All right. <laughs> We're going to get now into the other aspect of the spectrum. Yes. Which is codependency. Mm -hmm. your, your forte. It's not fun. Nope. Not fun. I don't even know like where to begin. I have so much about codependency. We're just going to start off with the definition, which is people that rely heavenly on others for their sense of self and yeah. well-being. They're looking for that, the ones that are looking for that other half. Right. And it's really interesting because I've noticed that with specific people in my family where I remember my grandmother was married like multiple times and obviously grandmother, so that means like a different level. Mm -hmm. And I always like think about that where it's sort of, I notice a lot of the times when it's always the people who don't really do much when they're single. And then once they're in a relationship, it's like, oh, you're doing all of this stuff. It's like, Jimmy had been doing all of this beforehand. Like, you're using someone else as like a crutch to yeah. actually do things that you could do by yourself, yeah. you know? I understand, like, like, I can go to dinner by myself. I don't need someone else to do that. Yeah. Like, Maybe if I need a two for one special on something, I mean, maybe maybe I need. But then like, you're kind of useful, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. like you're you're looking for someone to fill a void. Yeah. It's not really, and you can say it's love all you want and et cetera. And then I get it. I I can't. I'm not someone that can really speak on that level because even at 18, I didn't really grasp the concept of love. I was yeah. 18 dating someone that was the same age range, so mm -hmm. it's like. Do we really know what we're doing here? No, Not really. Know. No. I don't know. I was engaged so, at 19. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So, yeah, and, and I think it makes sense. And not only that, but it's also that their behavior or their thinking revolves around someone else. And it's like, yeah. no. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's, that's all I can say. That yeah. just doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah. Like, um, for instance, like when you go to dinner with somebody and they can't decide what the hell they want to eat. Right. So so they leave it up to you. Why would I decide what you want to eat? You no, I do. What? Um, I'll be like, yeah, do you want the mac and cheese or do you want fish tacos? I don't know. It's up to you. I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to no, me. No, it's not. I'm asking I'm, you. I'm not the one eating it. Yeah, I'm asking you. Shit. And then and then halfway through the meal, they're talking about, eh, it's not that good. I don't like it. No. See? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I have five. No, I can't. I... I think it was around year five or six, I went out with someone. I don't think I told you this. I always consider this a red flag, and I feel like I've mentioned this story multiple times mm. on the podcast. I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to go back and listen to 30 episodes, but 
I went on this date and I remember she was asking, um, so I had like mentioned I was single for a couple of years. So it was probably like around the four or five year range because it was like 2014. It was okay. 2014, yeah. So, and she had mentioned, you know, I mentioned how long I've been single, so yeah. which was like 2008. So that was around like six years at that point. Okay. And we were just talking about like, oh, that's interesting. And I was talking about like friends and, and her question, her following question was, oh, so what would your female friends think if you got into a relationship? Yeah. <laughs> if you would have said friends in general. Yeah. That, like, that was a legit red flag. I, yeah. I, I didn't even know what red flags were at the time or deal breakers. And I was like... But you just knew something's wrong. Yeah. I was like, were you cheated on before? Yeah. I, I don't... I, 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 I'm... I, yeah, I judged that. I don't really give a shit at that point. That's a really well, dumb question. Well, really, but she did. If anything, yeah. she judged because... Yeah. She's now she's getting into territory that has nothing to do with you. Right. It's all. It's all. It's everything to do with her and her past. Yeah. And and feeling feelings that aren't resolved yet that she needs to deal with. Yeah. And she doesn't realize it. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. We didn't really speak again, so. You probably both saw it as a red flag. Yeah. We we both. Yeah. She saw <laughs> her red flag and said, "You know, what? I'm gonna throw mine in there." Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me fuck this up before yeah. it goes anywhere. <laughs> Live on the play. Um, oh, you got that. You got, I, I got that reference. So, I, I we spoke about this. Did you? Um, and you you've been in codependent relationships oh, yeah. outside of like parenting in a way. Um, did you ever feel trapped in your relationship? Uh, yes. I would say because of codependency, not so much. Um, well, maybe the last one. I would mm. say. Oh, okay. I, I felt trapped for different reasons, but I would say with the last one. Not in the closet, though. Not in the closet. Not in the closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want Ooh, anything R. Kelly related. Oh, no, 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 shit. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Scratch that. No. <laughs> I will leave that in there. No, no, anyways, but yeah. Not in the closet. No. <laughs> um, when it comes to being trapped in the relationship, uh, because, of, because of codependency, I would say, yeah. With the last one, for sure, because of how much more aware of myself I was in mm. that last relationship for those last two years of it, yeah. um, you know, for the last half of it, it did make me feel trapped because she was still displaying those same behaviors and I was kind of introducing this new mindset to her also about, you know, we should value our own quality time. I have my friends, you have your friends and stuff and you have your coworkers that you want to hang out with. She ended up getting a new job. Mm -hmm. And she would go out with her coworkers, and I was like, "It's fine, you know. You should enjoy yourself. You should, you know, those are your friends. Right. That's cool." Um, but she didn't really have the same level of reciprocation when it came to my friends, and she would get jealous, and she'd be like, "At one point, she told me that I was seeing my friends too much," and I'm like, "I see these guys like once, twice a week." Yeah. And like, yeah. And even then, I still communicate with you, just because right. that's what we're used to. Yeah. You know. And she's like, you know, but I feel like that's less time for me. And I'm like, but you need to, because she would just be, if she's not with me or at work or with those friends, which at one point she kind of isolated herself from mm -hmm. those friends. Okay. You know, then she was just by herself at home, you know, wondering what I was doing. I think people don't really know how to enjoy their own time. Yeah. 
They don't. Which is like crazy. Like I and we like talked about like I'm in the extreme spectrum of enjoying their free time. It's like yeah. all I want is my own time. All I want is, is yeah. You know. And but like yeah, and, and that's interesting because we're like all dependent people. It's like no, I don't. You have time. Use it doing yeah. something. You don't have to be with your significant other, but I, I don't know. That's I mean, it's always nice, but like right. with with people like that, you know, it doesn't just stop at the uh, relationship, mm. or at least not in in the romantic relationship. Because like, even with her, she was like that with her best friend too. Right. If her best friend is, you know, doing her own thing, hanging out with, you know, other friends or her boyfriend, you know. She would get jealous as well, and and there were other factors at play. But the main thing is, you know, she didn't know how to be on her own. She always had to be a part of something, whether it was hmm. a group of friends, whether it was with that best friend. And eventually, for that reason, she cut her off too. Wow. You know, so so me and that friend kind of have a, an inside joke that she broke up with both of us <laughs> for the same reason. You know, but um, you know, she was very dependent on that best friend relationship and then the relationship with me and her and she just didn't know how to be on her own how to have a good time on her own how to just enjoy her time so and you said like towards the end you felt trapped does it doesn't that also feel like you're just burning out at that point because you're just sort of trying really hard to make someone happy who's clearly not happy with themselves yes I mean that's what it, that's what it sounds like yeah no matter what and you can give them the tools to do that yeah or you can you can give them advice on how to do that even yeah. though you're in it too but you're still right. trying to help them out because you're in it together right um, but clearly she wasn't happy mm. like, like you said um, and I was kind of I, w- I wouldn't say burnt out um, tired tired of the shit I was just tired of the shit yeah right you know yeah and, and so was she and I don't think any one thing could have fixed that, right? You know, like she had like different ideas, like, oh, well, we should go on a vacation. And vacation no. isn't gonna fix shit. Exactly, and that's what? what I would tell her. And then one of her ideas, because um, oh, it goes back to those people that want to have kids to fix their relationship. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, that is not how you do it. That is, kids are not glue. That's what happened with Frizzle. She, she she was telling me that uh, her parents, you know, like they weren't really that happy together. Mm-hmm. Like oh maybe we'll have a kid. We'll have four more. But now we're divorced. <laughs> exactly, and even that <laughs> is a sign of codependence. Right. Now you're gonna be codependent on the kids. On the kids to happiness. make you happy. Yeah. It's like no, don't stop depending on people. Like yeah. I, oh man, These kids aren't asking to be here. Yeah, exactly. You're right? forcing them. Leave them out of this world. <laughs> right. If you need to. <laughs> I love that you want kids, but that, was, that should be something I should be saying, but I'm glad that but you as the... I gotta be real with it, though. I gotta be real, because I want kids because, you know, I like kids. No, They're yeah, cool. that's, that's fair. But, but I want kids for the right reason. But I just love that you're the one <laughs> making this. <laughs> it is true. They don't want to be here. Like. Yeah. And the thing is, like, like, things like that don't fix relationships. You mm-hmm. know, communication does, and... and you know, transparency, communication, um, just being able to be honest and open with each other. I know that's kind of the same thing, but, you know, just talk to each other. And and if there's something wrong, um, make sure you communicate that. Um, another idea she had was to get engaged, you know, because I, I noticed that when people are unhappy in their relationships, they start comparing 
themselves Ooh. and their relationships to other people's yes. relationships. Right. And she was somebody who was like heavily influenced by social media, whether it's yeah. celebrities or right. friends or things right. like that. But people put out these perfect images on social media of what ideal lives are supposed to be. You know what's funny? People don't assume, but that also happens with single people. Yeah. I would like, so. it's crazy because that's happened a couple of times where I know, like, I, I don't know if my friend compares. I can't really, I never asked them this, but. It's always interesting when they have like single friends, they always ask, oh, so like how many dates have you been on? How's that going? It's like, it's fine, I've gone on a couple of dates. It's like, I can't even go on one. I was like, <laughs> dude, like, I, don't compare yourself to me. It's sort of, you have to do your own self work too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I've probably been on more dates in my earlier 20s than I have like, and like, if, if, remember I was telling you that my friend was like what the fuck you mean you've been on 200 or 300 dates it's like yeah because for me it was about like quantity not quality of dates yeah. and like now I try to focus more on having these more vulnerable type of conversations mm-hmm. and sure they don't lead anywhere they're more honest it's sort of not much I mean I'd still deflect that's just part of my nature that's yeah. going to take a while to, to yeah. work on but you're aware of it though yeah but oh before it was just like yeah. Like just swatting them away. And the thing is, you saw the results of it too. Like, I mean, yeah. sure, it was a good time, but at the same yeah. time, you. I mean, it hasn't resulted in. I mean, maybe a, a few, I'm assuming, some significant uh, friendships or, or short term relationships, you know, short term dating. But, you know, at the same time, that can leave you wanting more. Yeah, no, I've. I, and it's, it's interesting. Um, I've never had uh, I've never stayed friends with someone I've gone on a date with. Mm. If I can go back and really think, oh, well, one person, but that's that was in college, and we we were friends first before yeah. it wasn't like we met on a dating app. So mm. I, I don't think that really counts in a way. Yeah. But when it comes from like online dating, yeah, no, the only person I've stayed friends with was someone I never went on a date with. Yeah. We just it was just platonic. Yeah. Which is like fair, but. Yeah. It's always interesting because like I, <laughs> I saw this awful meme and it was like, oh, do you still you know keep in contact with your exes? It's like, yeah, you know, just in case you know any tests pop up, you know, it's always <laughs> good to have. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, that's I never thought of it that way. But but anyways, it's like you know what I mean. It's like at the end of the day, it's like why? I mean, we weren't really that close we didn't really have an intimate connection and it was just more just yeah. sex yeah and, and that's and all it's gonna be that you, you served your purpose for each other right and once that expired there's no reason to have it exactly you know, if you don't have that connection you can't force it right so so why waste each other's time mm-hmm um, did you feel any of you kept quiet to avoid arguments always Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, always. I didn't always. know if I should ask that question because I thought you were going to say nah, no. But you said oh. no, always, <laughs> always, and, and that is something that I'm going to chalk up to my type. You could say okay. Um, right. I would say in Hispanic culture, that, that is a big thing. Okay, you know where where um, I, I don't know if, if it's just the the upbringing where where the the male is the dominant figure in in yeah, you know in that equation, yeah. but you know typically I was in relationships where, and this was coming from them too, like, like where I would have a problem, or or let's say there there was a problem in the air, 
and they would kind of just stay quiet to avoid an argument. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me before? Oh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me you felt this way? Oh, because I didn't want to fight. I said, we're not fighting, though. I'm trying to communicate right. with you. Right. I'm trying to talk to you. And the thing is, like, in my relationships, like, I am, like, notorious for just, like, you know, not fighting, but talking and communicating. Mm-hmm. And my rule is, if we can't communicate, we're just not going to talk. If we're going to fight instead of communicate, we're not going to talk. So I make sure that whenever there's any kind of conflict, we can communicate and you can say your piece and you can tell me how you feel. That way we can work on whatever it is we need to work on. But oftentimes to avoid an argument, maybe because that's what they're used to from other relationships or that's just what they're used to seeing in the household. Mm. But oftentimes it would be, no, I just didn't want to fight. And I'm like, we don't have to fight. We can talk it out. You can tell me what the problem is. We can work on it. Right. But the thing is, like, if you're if you're bottling this up inside, that's going to eat you alive. That's bad. Yeah. You know? And then on top of that, it's unhealthy for our relationship because then if you don't speak up in the first place or the second time or the third time, fourth time, then you're basically allowing this to... to kind of play out to the point where you it's going to boil over and you're going to pop at me. Mm. And then it's really going to end up in an argument. Interesting. You know, and then it's just frustrating too because um, I feel like in my relationships, I've had to have the conversation multiple times with the same person in each relationship. So it's, it's always, but why didn't you say anything before? And then, it, it, you know, first couple of times it was, okay, why didn't you tell me? And then... You know, we it's like you're it forced to be a mind reader. Yeah, and that's exactly the term I use too. Because yeah. when it gets to a certain point, you know, where it's like two years down the line, and we're still having the same conversation. That's not a good sign. Yeah, and plus I've given you the feedback, so right. it's not like I'm not communicating <laughs> with you. Right. So you don't need to be a mind reader because I'm always going to tell you how I feel. Right. But when it's two years down the road and you're still doing the same thing, then I get to the point where I get frustrated, I get impatient, and I'm like. Why do you always do this? I am not a mind reader. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm not going to lie. That's this? like a huge red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is because the women I like just so happen to, to be programmed that way. <laughs> and it's like, damn. Y'all are dope, but like, give me a break. <laughs> Speak up. A closed mouth don't get fed. Right. Mm. Using, it. All, using all the quotes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, we're back on the air. So we were talking about codependency and that podcast that your ex is going to create. Yeah, you can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we have a fight, I'm just going to go to her podcast and just hear what the next episode is. Um, does your sense of purpose revolve, you know, involve making extreme sacrifices to satisfy your partner's needs? No. Or um, did, do you feel that they did that? No. Really? Oh, okay. Because I've never been that type where I would want them to sacrifice anything for for my sake. Yeah. You know, because again, I I feel like that just ends with the person resenting you and they kind of lose who they are trying to make you happy. Mm. You know, so I I feel like I would never want to be the source of of that feeling for somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. Interesting. Um, I think it's just selfish. What? When, when people are like that, when, when people make others uh, go through extreme sacrifices, you know, for the sake of their own happiness. No, I mean, I think that's 
weirdly enough. I'm not saying that's normal in a good way, but I think that makes sense when someone it, it's is codependent. Yeah, it's common. You know, so I, I don't think it's necessarily normal, but it's common. Mm. So I know usually being codependent usually leans on being clingy yeah. in a way. So I'm gonna, my, I, I put this on Instagram stories a while back because um, I was working on this concept for a while, more the clinginess and the codependency, but I yeah. think it makes sense to talk about that with interdependence. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were like specific signs that to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, monitor, monitoring your significant other's social media activity. Yeah. Or the craziest thing, well, I've heard, there's a lot of things I've heard, but hey, so I need your password. Fuck that. Like, mm. like, can I curse on here? You've been cursing at this point. Oh. You can. <laughs> you just couldn't curse on the ad, I think. Oh, okay. Everything else was fine. Okay, good, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been cursing too. I think you're fine. Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. So like, that, no, that, fuck that is literally where I draw the line. Right. You know, because um, I value my privacy. And the thing right. is, like, you don't need to have my passwords. And if there's anything you want to see on my phone mm-hmm. or in my email or whatever the case may be, then you need to let me know why. Right. Because I feel like I'm an open person enough where I, I can show you whatever you want to see to kind of show I'm not hiding anything, which is still kind of bad. Right. Um, but I don't really have a problem with, you know, saying, hey, look, you want to go through my text or see this? Like, you can, but I need to know why because there's clearly a bigger issue here that we need to discuss. You know what? really confuses me with people. I mean, I know it's sort of people are clingy or codependent because they probably had shitty relationships beforehand and they become more defensive. Mm -hmm. But I don't get how people cheat. And I'm not saying like the concept I get, it's like, where do you have time? Like, I feel like if you're always in a relationship, like you're pretty much using your alone time that you're not having with your significant other Mm -hmm. to pretty much cheat. And it's like, shit, you know, I'd like to think I, and it's crazy, you know, because I've been single for a while and I can, like, s- date multiple people at the same time. And yeah. That shit's fucking exhausting. It is. But I do it anyways. But I don't know how someone does it when it's a relationship and yeah. other people. It's like, you, I feel like it's easy to date multiple people because you're, no one's really invested. It's You're still in the process of talking. Yeah. Talking to multiple people at the same time is a lot different than having a long, you know, like a full-on relationship and a side. Yeah. There are people who are married and still have a full-on, long-term relationship <laughs> with other people. Yo, I don't, yo, I don't know how I'm people... Like, how do you even hide that? You must be great at, yeah. at hiding shit. At lying. Yeah, at lying too. Hell yeah. But um, when it comes to that, I feel like people cheat because they're probably in the same category. They're probably codependent people um, and they have no real sense of self. Mm. So they, oh, they, yeah. they feel like they can't be alone so mm-hmm. whenever there's time away from their significant other maybe their significant other is a more independent person right. and they're just used to that Yeah. so they figure you know I have this massive void that I need to fill mm-hmm. and this person is independent so I'm going to justify this by just saying I don't know what they're, they're doing on their alone time they could be out doing whatever it is they want to do so I'm going to do it too Interesting. That's how yeah. a lot of people think. I don't know what they're doing, so I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I might as no, well cheat. I, yeah. They just sure. fight in their own mind, but in reality, that's just because 
they just can't be on their own. They just don't know how to be on their own. Right. And I, and, and I think that's the, con- the, the concept I just can't grasp still at this point, sort of. And, and, and I understand because I'm in the extreme opposite Independent. of independence mm-hmm. where it's sort of, no, I value my alone time. Yeah. Not saying, yeah, if I want to go out with someone, it's because I want to go out with you. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to feel that if I'm going on a date, I'm being forced into this. Yeah. Which is like when I said I was hoping she canceled. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't want to hang out with her. I just wanted my alone time. You just wanted to hang out with yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to watch Mindhunter. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. We mentioned the hate you going out with without them, so I'm not even going to get into that. Um, you said that they... you not saying message excessively or... or I think message excessively is similar to like what you said was sort of like there's this time period it's been yeah. like four or five hours it's like well, you don't care about me it's like I'm at work yeah I don't yeah yeah and that, that was that's an exact scenario that I used to go through all the time I used to work at Verizon and when you're doing sales you're on the fl- on the sales floor you're doing retail sales so you're in the store waiting she for the she thought you worked at Verizon in. so you should always be on your phone <laughs> so I should, I, I, she must have and, and the crazy thing is too she literally just by coincidence yeah she lived a 10 minute walk away from my store so the thing is like, she's you know she's coming to pay her bill at the store and everything right which was like fine like, like it was so convenient it was great I enjoyed seeing her whenever she would come in. It was it was fine. That part did not bother me whatsoever. But you know, she but she also saw how I was working too, and how sometimes the store would be so packed. Even like during a iPhone launch mm-hmm. in September, the store is packed. You know, pretty much all day. Yeah, all day. All and, week. And you're, you're going from customer to customer to customer, and I'm also on commission, so I'm just trying to hustle for sales, trying to make money. Right. And. I would still get these text messages saying like, "Oh, but you haven't texted me like in like an hour. You haven't texted me in like you know in two hours. So you know, did you get my last text?" And I'm like, "I'm working." Oh, but I just feel like we haven't spoken all day. I've been working since the morning. Yeah, you know. And, and uh, that's where like boundaries were. I mean, not saying like you probably you you clearly set the boundaries. Hey, yeah. I'm at work, but it's like they're not listening. No. Or understanding. No. And, right. And that would cause her to create weird ass scenarios in her head like like for instance one day he's probably in the back <laughs> and I would be <laughs> but not for the I reasons would. that you're supposed to you know there was one time you know I, w- I would call her on my lunch breaks yeah uh, almost every day right and one day I, I called her up and we're talking on the phone we're having a normal conversation again she's been to my store multiple times seen all my coworkers, met my coworkers. right knows that I were like, there would be like 10 reps at a time so right. me and like t- nine, ten other people on the sales floor at a, t- at a time, not even including managers. Mm-hmm. So one time I'm talking to her on my lunch break and the break room was right next to the stock room where we would oh, get all the phones Jesus. and everything. Yeah. And one day she hears one of my coworkers talking to my manager and she goes, who's that? And I'm like, what? And she's like, who is that? I hear somebody in the background. And I'm like, and I thought she was playing, so yeah. I'm going along with it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Oh, but I, I hear a girl in the background. I hear a female in the background. Who is that? Who is that in the background? And I'm like, are you playing right now? And she's like, no, I want to know who's, who is that in the background. I hear a female. I'm like, you know I'm at work, right? 
you've met my coworkers, you've seen my coworkers, you know I don't only work with dudes. Right. And you literally live 10 minutes away. How stupid would yeah, I have I to be? I would not be able to date a codependent person in this field. Because pretty much I'm in advertising. Hello. More women than men. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, who's that? It's like, which one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which one? Yeah. That's what I should have asked her. Yeah. Which one? That would have been worse. <laughs> they were both female. Oh, man. Yeah, we're yeah. about to have a three-way here. Right? Three-way conversation. Yep. While I'm on the phone with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I just like to hear your voice. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, fuck. And clearly, we can see that that also leads to being irrationally jealous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and I've had too many of those scenarios. Right. You know, not even just with her either. That's just like with multiple people. Like, mm-hmm. I took a, a selfie one time with a pair of glasses. Yeah. You know, that I got from my friend because yeah. I need glasses. Yeah. And I still haven't. You have to see. Yeah, I have to see. <laughs> so I just wanted to see how I would. Those look glasses were going to love. Those glasses weren't good enough to see the red flags, though. So they, 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 that's why I need glasses. Yeah, exactly. Because I need to be able to, to see these things. Right. Foresight's not enough. It's enough. And then clearly I ignore that anyway. anyway so right. It's like <laughs> you need the fifth sight. Exactly. Twenty twenty sight. Twenty. But I literally took a selfie with these glasses just to see how the frames fit. Yeah, please do not tell me that there was a girl in the reflection. No. The, oh, thank no, God. Not okay, even. Thank that, that, that would have been really crazy. Yo, it's like, but, hey, there's, do you see that corner? Uh, hey, who, who's that? Who is that? <laughs> but I literally sent her the photo. Yeah. And saying, hey, babe, you know. What do you think? What do you think? How, you know, how would it look with these glasses? First question is, who's that? Who's are those? <laughs> who's are those? I'm like, it's my friends. Is it a guy or a girl? Like, it's a girl. What's the matter? Why are you wearing that, uh, some bitch's glasses for? Yes, I knew and what I'm you were like, yo. bitch. And then, like, <laughs> immediately, because this had happened, well, not this specific scenario, but, like, I was just not having it. Yeah. And I was just like, because I want it. I want to do it. Yeah. That's why. Yo. But why Why you got to wear female's glasses? Because I want to. Right. What's the problem? It's literally me wearing somebody's glasses to see how the frames look on me. Right. What is the problem? You're not wearing her wedding band or something. Hello. I, I don't know. You know yeah, what? There's like, some... I'm not, I don't have a fucking bra on my head. Like, yeah, I exactly. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. And, like, again, right. <laughs> I chalk it up to the way we were raised, Hispanic culture. Right. Like, it's not normal, supposedly, to have female friends when you're dating a Latina. Yeah. Because that's what's instilled in their minds from childbirth. But don't you also think that, that I mean, I've also, like, heard scenarios where also Latino men do it as well. So I don't think it's, oh, yeah. like, a one-way street no it's both ways it's both ways because because even growing up that's how that's what i was told right you know oh it's not normal to have female friends right or friends of the the opposite sex yo i i legitimately stopped posting photos with my friends because every single time someone be like oh you guys look cute together it's like yeah shut the fuck up Even at work, and it's not, it's the, and it's not even because like I was like interested in them. It's like they have a boyfriend, yeah. so it's like it, that's gonna look that fucking awkward. Crazy. Yeah, like I, I, I legitimately saw that a friend of mine posted a selfie. It was, uh, it's like, it was like five years ago. It was her photo. She tagged me in the photo. You know, when you get tagged, other people can see it. Yep. And the, my friend let that comment. I was like, dude, I, I know her boyfriend probably doesn't give a shit, but I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's not my photo, so I can't delete it, and that's the issue. It's like, 
Can you untag yourself? Maybe? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The comments are already there. The comments are already there. People have already seen it. The people have already. I, I yeah. don't know if people. I've seen it. That's I've more than it, enough. Yes. Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, people need to know that's not okay to do. It's no, okay. seriously. Unless I clearly state, I mean, knowing me, I can't anymore. And so it, it is. And even then, I probably wouldn't just because it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you don't need to scream it from the mountaintops if you are. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you should be able to post a normal photo with somebody of the opposite sex or if you're into the same sex the same sex yeah without people just needing to you know make comments like that because it just doesn't it's not cool yeah like i'm surprised so my one of my my best friend got married in march Mm -hmm. and it was funny because we you know we were dancing salsa i was waiting for someone to be like oh I didn't know you got married. <laughs> I was waiting for that one person to be like, and surprisingly, no one did. I was like, okay. They probably Bro. learned from the first time. Yeah, or first 10 times. I don't know. <laughs> this one I definitely want to speak about speeding the relationship. Speeding the relationship. Um, yes. Speed kills. That's driving. all I got to say about that. Speed kills. <laughs> whether it's driving or whether it's in a relationship, speed right. kills. If you want to kill a relationship real quick, speed into things. Mm, damn. Um, All right. I had a girl that literally told me a month after we met, like we, we pretty much from the first day just jumped into dating each other because we hit it off so well on the first date. Yeah. It ended up being like an eight hour first date. Oh, that's pretty you know, good. And then we started the date late too. So mm. we basically, you know, ended up like hanging out the whole morning together and everything, just walking around talking, having really great conversation. Um, less than a month after meeting, we're at a party and she's like really drunk and she starts talking about I love you and I'm in love with you and I'm like you don't even know me right you don't even know me yeah um, but I chalked it up to her being drunk yeah uh, so I was just like Ugh. but it, it was just even then it was just too soon but um, yeah I had another one that we had a great fir- uh, no it wasn't it wasn't a great first date <laughs> it was just a first date right it wasn't great in her mind it was great mm. but I didn't like the first date so I don't know why I agreed to a second one <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did against my better judgment and during the second date she literally is talking about yeah you know I told all my friends about you and my family about you, you did tell me this. and how I'm getting a new boyfriend and all this and we're and, and I'm sitting there like you know eating my food and I almost choked and I'm like what your boyfriend and she's like yeah and she's looking at me with this like certainty in her eyes just like yeah like duh yeah and I'm like let me ask you a question. What's my favorite color? And she's like, I don't know. Does it matter? I'm like, of course it matters. You don't know me. That should not be. Uh, that should not be the one thing. You could have easily said something else besides, "What's my favorite color?" Yeah. <laughs> what's my mom's name? I don't know. Something yeah, like exactly. That's that's what, what's my mom's I don't know. Name? Maybe that. Like, what's my favorite cereal? Yeah. You, you don't know that I like Captain Crunch. <laughs> like, you don't know nothing about me. Oh. I'm like, fuck. this is too soon. Right. And I had to literally like, kind of like stop her in her tracks and I don't think she liked that but I was literally like listen you're cool mm-hmm. I'm having a great time with you I'm having fun but I'm trying to take things slowly I'm trying to just pace ourselves you gotta make sure you're at a healthy pace otherwise yeah, speed kills oh for sure um, oh there's like some specific scenarios my friends told me I'm just gonna like go through them I'm pretty sure you, you'll resonate with all of them I think I feel like you've even mentioned them already so one of them said 
their partner needed to know every detail of their day or wanted to be a part of every social event yep. that she was going to. And they'll invite themselves to. Yeah. And, <laughs> but this is different. This is all women. Oh. These are all going to be women. Yeah. This is happening to women? Yes. Oh. This is happening to women. Run. So, yeah, these are all, like, n- for some reason, no men responded, but, like, <laughs> okay. yeah, women were ready to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another one was super clingy. It annoyed the shit out of her. He always needed to be near her, but didn't want to be affectionate. Hmm. Other one, similar to yours, about the I love you too soon, sometimes even before. You know, like, how, like, old, you know, like, Spanish men are always saying, oh, I'd marry you. It's like, based on looks? I can kind of relate, because some hike. Right. So, but... Other than that, I can't relate. <laughs> if it's not some hike, I can't relate. Right. But I know how it feels. And then the last person... Uh, Sammy, if you're listening. <laughs> my number's 911. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, my coworker had said, like, she's not a clingy person, but she used, she's used to doing things on her own. The yeah. same with me. But that person would always get moody if she wanted space. If she wanted space. Is she an only child? I don't fucking... I, <laughs> ask her. I mean, I, I'm an only child, and I completely relate to that. But I, I, I don't know. Mm. Shit, that I, know. I, I don't. I think people like doing things on their own. But it, it, it's, it's not a good thing that he is upset that she wants to do things on her own. Yeah, it's like and why? It, it shouldn't be that way. And and I'll tell people like that too. Like, listen, like I've been doing this before I met you. Like, this is yeah. my, this is a thing. Yeah. But yeah, all right, That's so nice. we've been talking about codependency. It's a little depressing. No, I'm joking. We're going to move now into interdependent relationships. Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's pick this up a little bit. Yes. You know? All right. So interdependent relationships, it's a balance of self and yes. others. So being to understand, you know, like the way you said it's like two people, you know, one plus one equals three. Yeah. Is making sure that there's a good balance of you having your own time, but yep. still that other person is around. Yes. I, I understand that changes when you're married and of course. And, and you live in the same house and you have kids. That Those yeah. are obvious factors. But if you're in a relationship, I would hope that, and, and you guys don't live together mm-hmm. yet, that there should be some sort of balance between that. Yeah. And, and, and I understand that sometimes it'll fluctuate and I think that's understandable depending on, you know, if someone's going through something, you know, like if, you know, someone had a death in the, fa- death in the family, you know, you sort of, you know, you might you might put a little bit more towards them, but yeah. you, you you would then assume that if it was the other way around, yes, the same. You know, it's exactly. sort of like knowing that there's also times where you may need to focus more on her or yeah. him, but then like understanding that the same. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all situational and emotional aware- awareness. Yeah, um, and communication. I can't mm. stress that enough because people who communicate are gonna have, at least in my opinion, less trouble making the other person understand that, hey, listen, it's great spending time with you, mm-hmm. but I also need some time for myself too here and there, and maybe even not in those words. You might even show that with the actions that you take, like you have time that you spend with family, with friends, right. with yourself, mm-hmm. with them, but they need to know that there there is a balance between everything. In the same way there's a work-life balance in your professional career, unless you're, you're a New Yorker, there is a balance with 
all of your relationships because you have to nourish each one in order to maintain that and people kind of use that or use the knowledge of that when they're a codependent person right. in order to isolate the other person because they're possessive yeah so they'll cut off those relationships those friendships relationship, relationships with family and they kind of create uh, the idea of codependency in the other person's mind yeah. but you can avoid all that by just communicating and telling them hey I have my own personal interests I have family I have friends I have things that I do on my own hobbies that I, I do on my own you may you know some people like sharing that with other people some people just don't Yeah. some people like having things that are just theirs mm-hmm. and that's okay Right. And that's the point where you sort of have to also meet each other's physical and emotional needs. Yeah. And 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 I think that's like a difficult part if you're not as we're like going back to like the very beginning, which is uh creating that emotional intimacy. Yeah. If you're not having these conversations and setting up these and you know, setting up these needs or wants or whatever it is that you look for. Mm-hmm then yeah it's never going to work because you guys aren't communicating yeah and that's why it's called quality time because the keyword is quality right it's, it's not quality just time. time it's not just qu- it's not quantity time yeah you can easily it's have quality. a great i i think i've had no that's not true maybe i don't know no because i was trying to say that i i'm not saying i've had great short dates mm-hmm. but it's because they were you know like the first you know one or two hour really good where it was like all right cool and continue going yeah. it, but the times where I felt like sometimes they were rushing the date like meeting yeah. I was like alright cool let's get all the questions out there so, yeah. mm, no 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 this is not what I'm looking for alright yeah I, I don't want another drink I think I'm just gonna head. it's like alright I know what that is but you know times where you get to develop that you know maybe sometimes you'll have an 8 hour date and I'm not yeah. saying that that matters in terms of not quantity of time but you can tell a quality date or yeah interview or podcast you know based on you know timing sometimes it's easy to just continue riffing off each other and that's a good sign but that doesn't also mean all right we're ready to be a couple exactly (laughs) yeah it it doesn't mean it's not a done deal right it's not a a done deal and and the thing is you have to really be self-aware with how you're spending your time with that person because if you're just filling if you're just kind of just coasting and you, yeah. you guys are just there just to be there, then it might not be for the right reason. Right. But if you're there because you want to be there and you're actually, like you said, fulfilling those emotional, physical needs mm-hmm. that they might have, that's quality time. But it's also because you're not demanding that you're, you're sort of respecting yeah. that other person's yeah. time and space. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you've read the article, so I'm, I broke down the actual traits right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to list out all of the codependent relationships because I'm pretty sure you've covered them all, which was no or poor boundaries. Yep. Uh, People-pleasing behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> Speak up. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, I'm talking, no, I'm talking, no. I'm talking oh, okay. to them. Oh, okay. Or, or yeah. whoever I'm with next. Uh, I don't know. You've never mentioned this, but manipulation? Uh, it's happened. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's happened. Um, not on like a grand scale because she just doesn't work on me. Right. But it's been attempted. A- okay, attempted manipulation. Attempted manipulation. Attempted like, manipulation. It's, it's happened where, um, you know, let's say if I make plans with my family mm-hmm. and the person, you know, I'm with, let's say, that's not even a good example. I can't remember the specifics, but it was a few times where, like, I had an ex who would try to manipulate the way I felt about spending time with with my family or friends, mm, okay. and they'd be like, "Oh my, it's hard to even explain, really." Because, I mean, you're not also the one doing it, so it's a little bit more. Yeah, because I'm not a, I'm not a monster. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm joking. She's yeah, not yeah. a monster either. Like, she's actually <laughs> a, a great person, but she's needed to work on some shit. No, no, that's cool. But um, yeah, it, w- it would come off as like ma- manipulation where like. Let's say if I have plans with my family and I'm like, hey, I can only hang out until four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I have to leave and go to this dinner with my family or this party with my family. Right. Or this get together. And for whatever reason, let's say they weren't going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd be like, it, it would almost be to the point where she would just be like, oh, well, oh, I wish you didn't have to go. Oh, I'm just going to be here alone. And, you know, I'm just going to be here missing you. And like, Things like that are ways to try to manipulate you to feel bad into staying with her. Right. Okay, I got you. You know, so yeah, so yeah. and it was annoying. Yeah. And the first couple times it was like, okay, like it's kind of cute when they first do it. No, the first couple times. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it can be because it's like, oh, she'll miss me. You know, but then like after a while, then when they when they make it a habit and they're always doing it, like, oh yeah. man, like you know, I'm just gonna be here and be alone and yeah, be depressed and suffer on my own. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, yeah. Oh, oh boy. That shouldn't work for me. Right. Hell no. Uh, so, clearly, that's unhealthy and, and ineffective communication there. Yeah. Clearly. Really bad. Uh, no emotional intimacy. Difficulty with emotional intimacy. I mean, you guys are, I mean, maybe not entirely, but, like, you guys aren't able to express how you actually feel. So, in a way. Yeah. I mean, I had that, that kind of... Uh, trouble myself more mm. so with just expressing how I was feeling like right so it was like I'll, a two-way street yeah because I would feel the emotion yeah but I had trouble really expressing mm-hmm. the emotion uh, I guess uh, I won't say on a, on a physical level because we had great physical chemistry but like let's say if she would do something like you know buy me a gift mm-hmm. and I would feel genuinely happy and I'd be like oh wow this is great but then I guess the way I would react was just so underwhelming that she'd be like, are you sure you like it? And I'm like, yeah, I do love it. And then yeah. that would result in her kind of feeling bad and then me also feeling bad that I wasn't able to express the emotion the way I wanted to. Mm. That makes sense. And, and in a way, manipulation also goes into like controlling behavior. Because mm-hmm. clearly she's yeah, trying to control what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and in turn, have me you know, miss out on, on quality time with yeah. people that I love. People that raised you and people that, you know, brought you to this world. Bite my butt, fed me. Yeah. Uh, ooh, oh, no interest or goals outside of the relationship. Yeah. Yep. I've had that before. Um, I mean, clearly, if someone is afraid of staying home alone or their friends aren't hanging out with them, you can still find some things to do on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean it's important to have ambition yeah. but if 
if you literally live just to be in this relationship, then you're not really living. Because then, if that ends, then what do you do? Right. You know, and that falls into what I was saying before about when you, know, you go through those profiles and those same people are like, you know, I'm looking for my other half and I'm looking for somebody to travel with. They might not even want to travel until they have somebody to do it with because they just want it right. to be. It's a different thing if they travel themselves. I was like, it'd be cool to like travel. Yeah, with some, but it's, ne- it's never brought up that way. It's always yeah. brought up. It's like, like no, I, w- I want to start living. Yeah, I want to start exploring. Yeah, I want to start living. I've never really explored before. I need an explorer. Yeah, I need somebody to live with me. Yeah. So I want to start living. <laughs> Give me, be that reason. That be I, that reason. Yeah. I get off this app. So yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. God damn. Yeah, like, no. Like, oh, boy. I'm going to get off this app because I want to get off this app. Exactly. All right. All right. With or without you. Now the final transition. Mm -hmm. We're going to just finish off with interdependence. You got all of your bad cooties (sighs) out there, all the bad juices. (sighs) All right. You know what? Mm. I'm going to update my dating profile with just a link to this podcast. And be like, (laughs) this is what the fuck I'm looking for. Oh, there you go. All right. We got this. This is what I'm looking for. Yes. All right, so in interdependence, relationship traits. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we want. It's the good stuff. Healthy boundary, healthy boundaries. Yes. Like, who doesn't want that shit? Yeah, I want my own time. Active Even listening. Yep. Someone that's actually listening and not hearing. Yes. There's a huge difference. Yep. It's like, yeah, I heard what you said. It's like, it doesn't seem like you did. Are like, you clearly, listening? Yeah. Are you able to comprehend what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to spend time with my family. Yes. I'm going to spend time with my family. These people yeah. love me and I love them. Right. Yes. Um, and also listening to understand and comprehend, not just to have a response. Mm, exactly. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot. People are like, oh, yeah, you're making your points. Like, fuck that shit. I got my rebuttal ready. Yeah. They're just ready. Just stop fucking talking so yeah. I can tell you. Yep. And they're not listening to a word you're saying. They just yeah. want to hear themselves talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, time for personal interest. Yeah. Like, and it's interesting because uh, some uh, Miss Frizzle brought this up. Miss Frizzle. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good callback. Uh, mm-hmm. She was asking me. It's like, do you feel like if you get into a relationship, you'd still do the podcast? I was like, yeah, why not? I'm. What I say. But I still keep the name. I don't, I don't really know at that point. It's uh, I can't really answer that. But I feel like it would still be interesting to have these conversations as someone who's in a relationship instead of being the single one. But like, yeah, like being time to still do a podcast or yeah. go swimming. And even I like going, I like traveling to go to baseball games. Yeah. She doesn't want to go to like, I think it'd be really interesting to travel with someone who also wanted to do things apart and together. I feel yeah. like that's that's when I don't know. That's when you oh, know, okay. Shit, that's when I know. Yeah. That's yeah. the next I level. Think, I think 12 I, years is enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> I, I reached the dozen. You yeah. know, a dozen eggs, dozen That's years. right. Yeah. If you, stop, if you stop posting, we know why. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but, but it's true, though, because it's like you need to have time for personal interest and that's why people let themselves go in relationships mm-hmm. because they stop like they might be passionate about their own personal health their fitness and they might yeah. stop working out because they're in this relationship and yeah. they don't want to do anything outside of that right but it's like these are things that you need to feel fulfilled personal interests yeah I'm gonna pass to do clear communication because I feel like that goes hand in hand with active listening yeah this one I fucking love mm-hmm 
take responsibility for behavior. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I'm not gonna lie, I've done that more recently where there's been times where I'll know that when I'm in a state of depression, I push people away. Yeah. But to be able to go back and acknowledge I was a fucking dick for that. Yeah. But I'll tell you why. I feel like people, clearly, you know, codependent people are not gonna do that at all. Yeah. Their goal is to, like, mm, I'm being a dick right now. Being manipulative. Yeah, how do I not make this about me? No, they want to pass the buck. Yeah, yeah, just passing the blame to yeah. other people. And yeah, no, I, I think out of, and, and we still have other ones to go, but that one was a huge star on mine. It, it, that, that, I mean, yes, clear communication and, you know, like time for person. Those, those are fluff, but take responsibility for your behavior is a huge, like. That affects so many different aspects of your relationship even when it comes to uh, what you mentioned before like asking someone for their passwords right. or going through their social media or monitoring right. their social media yeah um, you know those are behaviors that are rooted in insecurities mm-hmm. and it might have nothing to do with you or self low self-esteem yeah low self-esteem yeah. but it's something that they need to work on and they need to acknowledge that they're the ones with the problem and that problem might not have anything to do with you it's not your job to fix that problem yeah you know so they need to be responsible enough to say hey look I have this problem I know I need to work on it so I have to take these steps but it's not your job to fix that and it's irresponsible for them to kind of dump that on you and expect you to be the solution to the uh, the problem that wasn't yours to begin with yeah no all of that um, and self-awareness too plays a huge yeah. factor of like being able to be aware of your actions mm-hmm. maybe, maybe sure it, it's hard to take responsibility for behaviors but the first step is being self-aware about it because like once you know you do things in specific ways it's easier to go back and be like hey sorry I did this and sometimes mm-hmm. I remember I apologized to someone because I was completely closed off mm-hmm. and they said like no it's complete it's fine I understand it's like but after we had that conversation they were like actually I did appreciate that you still were willing to you didn't have to apologize because we weren't serious yeah but the fact that you acknowledged your actions and yeah. knew what the consequences of your behavior was mm-hmm was more respectable than just saying like okay yeah whatever you know we're only talking it doesn't really matter exactly yeah like you, people need to feel validated in, right. order, in order for a relationship to grow yeah even if it's just something casual like mm-hmm. people are still people at the end of the day and they still want their emotions to feel validated yeah and I think that's the difficult part when like let's say you know people um the expectations of Tinder is a hookup or like on Bumble, you can put something casual. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you guys still don't talk. Yeah. Like people assume it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yep. So you Bye. never, yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, I, no. I, I mean, yeah, if it's a one night stand, sure. But I mean, yeah, that's cool. But the, I, I don't, I mean, even if people want things casual, they sort of at least want it to be, you know, at least you know some clear communication of what's going on yeah you have to you have to do it in a way that's sustainable so even if you have a casual friends with benefits relationship you still want that to be sustainable for as long as 
it's going to be sustainable mm -hmm. for. Right. You know, even if you have an end date to it, you know, you have to communicate in order to maintain that relationship. Right. Um, I wasn't going to mention healthy self-esteem because that's obvious, like the opposite of codependent. So that's an obvious one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to gloss over engaging and responding to each other because that's similar to active listening and clear communication. Mm -hmm. Being open and approachable, I think that really makes sense because, yeah. like I said, I wasn't, I was never open and approachable. Yeah. So, yeah, how, how, how can someone build on anything when you don't know shit about the person? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I like to swim, travel, do these things, and that's all I know about that person. Yeah. Well, even when it comes to bringing up issues with the other person um like for instance all the girls that i've seriously dated for long term they had trouble with communication because they weren't used to having somebody who was open and, and approachable yeah and who could take feedback and Ooh, who can actually communicate sure um so they would oftentimes stay shut because they just weren't used to having anybody that was able to listen and communicate with them and right. actually take what they're saying into consideration mm. um, and then vice versa because they're used to that they feel like that's normal behavior so then they'll display the same behavior if they feel like you know things can't be open and approachable with the person then they're not going to be the same way either yeah and it's like no you have to be able to give each other feedback mm -hmm. um, even asking for feedback is important yeah like, hey listen like is there anything else that you know I could be doing better or is there anything that I'm doing right now that you like that I could be doing more of did I ever tell you about uh, I went out with someone once I think it was a it was two Mondays ago or three Mondays ago we went on one date. we didn't really talk the rest of the week and I tried to pick up the conversation again on Friday and then I think she responded on Saturday or Sunday and she was like hey it doesn't seem like you're looking for anything serious so I don't really think this is gonna work most people be like all right fuck that i was like nah how so like i want to know yeah. what am i putting out that's letting people assume that and she said like the you know you you're thinking about wanting to move to the west coast at some point and you are oh shit don't I'm not oh here. shit this is my coffee <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I, I forgot what the other one was. Oh, that was her biggest thing. It yeah. had nothing to do with the... I don't think we talked about kids. Mm -hmm. But but she's had instances where people, like, moved because of that. And it's sort of like, well... Because that kids... Because no, no, no. Meaning that they wanted to move. <laughs> but the idea was that, okay, cool. Well, this is... Long distance isn't sustainable. Yeah, so not, yeah. it makes no sense for her to get into a relationship or date someone who's possibly thinking of moving. Yeah. Like, so this isn't really long term if your goal is to like, I didn't say when or where it's like yeah. it's actually next week now I'm joking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh and the final one was I you know like when people say safe space and I feel like that's really important for relationships and meaning like you're creating the safety net where you can be vulnerable yeah like, I, I don't know I think it's weird because all of these traits make sense. Yeah. I feel like no one does this shit. No, because people aren't <laughs> doing their job. Same way you have an SOP at work and you right. have a rule book and you have, you know, on paper this all makes sense, but SOP people dogs, but yeah. will slack off and they don't want to put in the work. Right. You you want the easy way 
Yeah, you expect things to just, you know, work themselves, but that shit is like Wizard of Oz. You peel back the curtain and you got somebody cranking and, and, and you know, putting in the work. Like, right. It's, it's, it's not, you know, you can have those relationships that look like Disney World on the outside, but like people are actually putting in work behind the scenes. Ooh, so the next part is how do you build this relationship? And I know we are going so far over than I expected, but this is a great conversation. I love it. Uh, so this part was brought up in the article, which said many times people are looking for slash enter a relationship simply to avoid being alone without any personal reflection of who they are, what they value, and their goals for the relationship. Let's say that one more time for me. Ooh, let's, all right, let's uh, stretch. Many times people are looking for <laughs> slash enter relationships simply to avoid being alone without any personal reflection of who they are, what they value, and their goals for the relationship. Mm. It's kind of like having a five-year plan for a relationship. Right. I mean, it's easy to say, okay, I want kids, I want to right. get married, I want to have a dog on a white picket fence, but yeah. like, that's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. It's, it's cool to have your idea and then build off of each other if you're compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be understanding that it's, it's not one-size-fits-all. Um, you can compromise without necessarily sacrificing your, your sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're getting into a relationship just because you don't want to be alone, then that is the absolute wrong reason to do it because it's it's going to be toxic. Like. You can expect happiness from someone else yeah. and not finding it within yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Not Everyone's not going to be happy 100% of the time, mm-hmm. which is fair. That's just being it's human true. in general. Yeah. But if you're not happy with yourself and you don't have that, not high self-esteem, remember, in, interdependence said healthy self-esteem. Yeah. And I feel like there's a difference between healthy, low, or high. Yeah. Like being in that middle and being realistic and understanding that things take time. There's yeah. a process for everything, like you said. Those, those are things that people don't look at. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of the times who are codependent. Yeah. Um, with them, like, like we said before, they don't know how to be alone, um, and they they might not even be happy in the relationship themselves. But they figure it's better than being by themselves, and it's, yeah. it's better than being alone. So, you know, th- that's where a lot of toxic relationships stem from is because you know they're ignoring red flags too yeah because you know they're like oh so it's better than being alone you know i just don't want to be alone so right you know i'm gonna ignore the fact that you know he drinks too much you know and and, Mm. you know things like that you know or um there's just a lot of factors but that's just the main thing that people like that are likely to ignore red flags and they're, they're just the types that um, even if they're happy like I said you're not necessarily going to be happy either but to them it won't even matter because they're only thinking about themselves Right. You know, those, those are the ones that will I'm having a brain fart that's okay so <laughs> that's why I'm here uh, so there is an aspect where it also said that be mindful of who you are from the beginning so like meaning a lot of times people are already thinking all right cool all right so when are we gonna 
like, I'm not saying all the time, but I, I understand that there's some expectations you should put into like a relationship early on, but understand who you are first. Yeah. Like where you were beforehand, where you're gonna be, and it, there's a lot of times people focus so much on the future. Yeah. It, it, it's under, you need to have like big picture, and, and I understand that. And that's why like when I said when I, I know who I am from the beginning, so. I feel like I still don't know myself, but I'm sort of like self-aware of specific things that I want and I'm mm-hmm. looking for. So even on like a first or second date, I'm being more forward and finding ways of talking about things that honestly I didn't talk about before. Yeah. But it's because it's one of those steps that I'm taking to get into a relationship. I don't know when all of that will get put together, but that's the fun part about the journey is figuring that out. Yeah. But yeah, before... Uh, I know what I value. Like I you know what I'm ideally I'm looking for. The goals I I don't fucking know. I I guess the goal for now is to get into a relationship and after that yeah. that it's, goal like even when you're taking the steps that you're taking like you know you, by being more open and being more vulnerable that, that's progress though. Right. So so even if you're reflecting back on yourself 5 years ago it's a, it's a big change. Right. And you're like okay like even even if the next one isn't a hit you're like okay but we're getting there. Right, yeah. You're getting there, like, okay, yeah. this is, you know, this is working out better, so. It's just a matter of, of who it's going to happen with. Right. You know, where it's going to hit. Um, but that takes time, though. Mm. And, and patience. Mm. We're getting close. It's okay. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. So, ways to maintain sense of self in a relationship. I think, I, I, I wanted to gloss over this because of time, but yep. I was like, fuck it. Yep. This shit is important. <laughs> it is important. Like, all right, cool. Like, how do we take? We understand like the not not to dos in mm-hmm. in the codependencies. Yeah. Now, like, what can we take from the independence to put them into like one full package? I would. I mean, it, it's a it's a combination of a lot of little things. Like even yeah. what you said about uh, time for personal interests. Mm-hmm. Even when you see your significant other with their personal interests, you should encourage them to explore those and e- even if it's like a, a hobby like crocheting and that's their thing. Not something that you can't really get yourself. Like you're like, okay, it's cool, I guess it's not my thing, but like right. if you like it, I want you to be happy with it. Exactly. No, I want you to do it. Yeah, like and that's the issue with codependent people where it's sort of like, oh wait, I don't like that. You shouldn't be doing that too. Yeah. It's like Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyone ever tells me that? Yeah. That, that's the red flag. That, that makes me think of, all right, so run a podcast so people can't see what I wear, but I walk around all day in a cowboy hat. Right. I wear a cowboy hat and I'm kind of known for wearing this cowboy hat. Yeah. And I have worn this cowboy hat for like the past like two plus years. Yeah. And I've had women that I've been seeing that have told me howdy well howdy <laughs> I, I get howdy, howdy yeah but I've had like for instance this one girl who's like super toxic was always talking about oh like I wish you wouldn't wear that hat like you know one day you know I'm gonna throw that hat away like and she I'm sure she didn't mean that part but like you know she was a big detractor of the cowboy hat and mm. she was very much against me wearing it when we would go out she was like you know I just wish you wouldn't wear it around me and everything and I'm like, but this is me, though. Yeah. This is what I do. Like, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm like, what about my, what about what contributes to my happiness? Yeah. Did you ever think of that? 
Mm. And she's like, well, well, when you put it that way, I don't know. And I'm like, don't try to change me. Yeah. You cannot try to change people. If, if mm. people have their things and they're not harming anyone, leave them the fuck alone. Don't try to harm them. Fuck yeah. And and I've had some, some healthy ones too where they've acknowledged, okay, I might not like that, but I'll, I'm also not going to try to change you too. Like, this is exactly. Thing. Yeah. And I appreciate that more than it, it, it's not just a cowboy hat. Yeah. It's literally the idea of you trying to change mm-hmm. me is what I just don't like. Yeah. It's not going to work that way. No, for sure. So obviously that's something you know what you like and that matters to you. Yeah. So the idea is not having someone change that as well. Yeah. We spoke about the spending time with fan- friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, making time for your own hobbies and interests, like you said, with the crochet. I don't crochet, no, by the way. No, I know, I know you don't. <laughs> uh... This one I liked was not being afraid to ask what you want. Yeah. Like being able to like confidently say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And and there's a way of saying it without it sounding... Just like demanding. Like yeah, there, there's a way of saying that without coming across as like, I'm, I want this and if this nothing else, this be. is it. Yeah, yeah that's different. Yeah, it's, it goes back to like that perfect you know like healthy communication yeah um being able to still continue and pursue your own personal goals yeah like if someone wants to go back to school you know get a you know master's or a phd or like knowing if, if i brought this up now because i was just thinking of a scenario where it's like yeah you should definitely go for your master's wait you're not spending time with me yo she's doing her master's and going to and probably working depending on like what age I'm thinking of this as like a 30 year old yeah. so like, this person is probably also working and probably doing pursuing her master's maybe not full time but part time yep. that shit's fucking tiring and oh, yeah. so then yeah so but like allowing someone to still do what they want and like I know like my friend my friend there They've been together for a while, and he was doing his PhD in Boston, and she lived in the Bronx, and they still made that work, but they had all of this, these clear sense of self in yeah. a relationship to make that work. Yep. Um, and, and the yeah. thing is, like, I feel like with people like that, like, I mean, hats off to them, but like... Cowboy hats, cowboy hats off, off to them. Cowboy hats off to them, them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But... Um, you know, there are people, like you said, that would complain, oh, you're not spending enough time with me. Mm-hmm. But they should be a little bit more grateful that despite going to school full-time, uh, you know, having a job with us part-time or full-time, uh, having outside relationships with family, friends, mm-hmm. they're still making time for you. Right. So you should be a little bit more considerate and a little bit, you know, more grateful that this person is even valuing you enough to, to you know, make, make the time for you. Right whatever little time they, they had. Mm-hmm. And also, oh, this one's really good. Don't be afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, someone that's always independent, like I I usually say no to things I don't really want to do and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm in a relationship, we, I have to figure out how to say no without it being like, nah, fuck that. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, hey, I'm not really comfortable. And yeah. It, there's going to be times where you have to make some sacrifices and do something you may not want to do, but I think there's a difference between not saying like not being afraid to say no. It's like if you never say no in your relationship, that's not a good thing that's either. That's not a good thing either. Yeah. Because you, you, that means you have no sense of self. 
Yeah. You're just going by what the other person says. Yeah. And that means you have no boundaries. You're not. You don't have any identity in the relationship. You're you're defined by the relationship. Yeah. I, I feel like people that are able to say no, like like for instance, what I said before about people trying to change me. Yeah. No. No. Like, no. That is right. a hard no. Yeah. You know, maybe not in those words, but like. I know what you mean. Yeah. But you yeah. know those people, like let's say if someone was demanding and that person was willing to always change for the other person was just as codependent as the other oh, person. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Because two codependent yeah. people together, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, you can't do that. It's like, oh, well, okay. And it goes back to uh, the next point, which is don't keep yourself small slash hidden to please people. Yeah. If you're always pleasing people, it goes back to like you're not saying no. You, yeah. You know. You're literally changing your, your core values to fit what the other person sees as ideal and if they're codependent and their behavior is that toxic, their idea of what a relationship, what a, what a relationship is or what is ideal to them is mm-hmm. probably convoluted. Right. Thoughts. Yeah, no. But yeah, we, damn, we pretty much covered everything. Oh, I yeah. think that's a great way of sort of encompassing all of this. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that I have here is learn how to turn toward each other instantly without fear of losing themselves or being controlled. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. That like kind of ties, able- ties all of it mm-hmm. in together, yeah. Right. But yeah. All right, cool. Well, think, yeah. It, um, again, it ties back into... supporting the other person for who they are, not trying to change them, appreciating what they value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's really interesting? I feel like, I, I hope the one thing that people don't take out, out of this is that they assume that interdependent relationships are perfect. No, nope. It's like, no, mm-hmm. but you have to have healthy boundaries. Yes. And actively listen and still have an argument. Yeah. You can have an argument listening to both sides. Yeah. Without like you know, this isn't like Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, you yeah, you know, people are so willing to like stick to their values without. I, I'm not saying like you have to like compromise because this is clearly like there's a difference between politics and relationship. But if you're not willing to like understand the other person and make an actual like make it work, then the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're just wasting each other's time. Pretty much at the end of the day. And, and on top of that, like. It might not even be like the people are, you know, they argue because sometimes they want compromise, but compromise right. isn't always a bad thing, though. Like, right. for instance, one, one example of that, just I don't know, we're wrapping things up, but like one uh, example of me kind of saying no mm-hmm. and, and the other person kind of compromising towards what I prefer yeah. is um, disrespect in a relationship. Yeah. I'm very much the type that. I don't like to, um, you know, hurl insults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to curse at anyone. I don't like right. to raise my voice. Mm-hmm. If I feel like if I can't have a regular conversation with you and and give feedback and and uh, constructive criticism without you know disrespecting each other and cursing at each other, yeah, then we're just not gonna have that conversation until you're ready to do right. it that way. Exactly. And that's something that I can't really budge on, mm-hmm. but. And even joking around too, like you know, we can joke with each other. We can make lighthearted jokes, you know. Yeah. Um, but nothing hurtful, nothing insulting. Like I, I hear people all the time, like you know, they'll be in a relationship, they're like, "Oh, you fucking bitch," and all this, and and it's so disrespectful. And then it kind of, um, 
breeds bad behavior where it's basically uh, it basically breeds the idea that like you know when this does turn into like an actual real argument then like we're this is how we're going to communicate we're going to yeah. communicate by insulting each other but at that point you're not listening exactly yeah you're, you're just, just literally just hurting trying to hurt right. hurt you know the other person and yeah. then you know that's how you win an argument like that's not how it works mm. you know so that's one thing that like i just don't budge on and i'm not afraid to say no like you know someone might you know say like oh like, you know ha fuck you and i'm like oh well, i don't really feel comfortable with that like, right. and this is why yeah and i'll tell them why and mm-hmm. it's, it's a respect thing but yeah respecting each other yeah. as well that's the bottom line nice well i want to thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for having me you're definitely the longest one now so oh shit yes you know it's not the first time this week i've heard that either oh <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this after two two yes but all right so we know we're not you're not going to make 12 years based on that no 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 no, 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 no i'm joking no but no definitely thank you for, for this thank um, you for coming to the office slash podcast thank you for having me of course you're welcome love what you've done with the place oh you thank you shake yeah, hands yeah. off off camera yes off camera yep